Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It is 1234 Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott, Brendan Escott, Dave Jameson with you. Evander Kane coming up at 105. Uh, Cam Moon at 110 today here on Oilers Now. We'll tell you some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltoff that Oilers Now sent you. I spoke to Chris yesterday. Sounds like I'm going out for a bonus dinner that I didn't know about, which is awesome. Really looking forward to it. If anybody needs an extra steak, it's yours truly. Uh, We will uh, mention to you that we do have a winner in our Oilers Now trivia uh, presented by Pro-Am Sports Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialist for All Budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and at ProAmSports.ca. Our question was, which Hall of Famer uh, NHL Hockey Hall of Famer was a Minto Cup MVP. Dave Jamison, you knew the answer to this. I did indeed. Joe Newendike. Joe Newendike. Amazing player. We have a guy from Edson that has texted the show. He might be driving. You have won trivia. Check your phone. You have been texted back and uh, fully noted. All right, let's do this, Dave. Yeah. Uh, for a while, how long were you off the air uh, during the battle that you had with cancer? Tell us I the story. I was off, uh, I was diagnosed June 5th of 2021, so in the pandemic, I um, I noticed that there was something wrong with my neck. It was it just looked visually different than the, the right side, and so I went in to see my doctor, uh, very quickly determined I needed some tests done, uh, which were done very quickly, and I, I'm grateful uh, for all of that, because if I'd missed it and not ignored it, I, w- I would be dead. Um, I had surgery on July 30th of 2021, and I, I'm not going to get graphic for your listeners on the radio, but I now have a very proudly have a scar that runs from my ear to my chin. And uh, it was significant work that was done. Um, a three-centimeter tumor removed, about 37 lymph nodes, and something called base of tongue, which I didn't know I had, but I sure wish I had it now because it's left me. I'll never be able to swallow properly again. Okay. And, um, and then I underwent six weeks of head and neck radiation, which is brutal. Um, and that wrapped October 20, uh, 26th of 2021. So I was off work for 10 months. I went back. Uh, I did uh, just a week or two of a two-hour show, and then I went to a four-hour show, which was, uh, it was hard. I mean, it's right. it's been, a, obviously, it's, and, you know, I, I'm never going to be back to normal again, Bob. I've got a, you know, and I'm just, uh, much better now than I was, um, as find a new normal, if you will. Um, but I still, you know, there's a lot of things that will never come back. See, I think with age, you come to appreciate, you never know what people are going through. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I can, I can tell you that, I've had a couple guys, maybe initially when meeting them, something shady might have happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm sitting there going, my motivation always is, 
why would they do that, right? Like, let's not jump all over somebody. Let's learn from the situation and find out. And then, and then you look, and and I always worry when I see people and wondering, geez, I wonder if that guy's, you know, if he's sick and he mm-hmm. doesn't realize he's sick, and and so I've been lucky so far. Yeah. But they're come. I, 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 it's funny. I've uh, Craig McTavish. You know, people used to say, "Oh, stop! You were so hard on Craig McTavish." And every time I see him, we, you know, he. You know, we did the panel together, and he joked when he returned to the Edmonton Oilers, you know, back in 2000. For a year, he worked for the Vancouver Canucks with the Chicago Wolves in 11-12, and he came back to the Oilers in the spring of 2012, and his opening line was, unfortunately, the president of my fan club in the Edmonton media, Bob Stoffer, couldn't help get me a job, right? And we've had fun with it ever since, and Mac, he's had a battle of cancer. Yes, yes. Our mutual friend John Sexsmith. Brent Griffiths, our mutual friend, yes. Right, and he is, and Brent Griffiths as well. And so I just I I kind of I pair I am not making light of it, but uh, there was a pretty significant show that was out there called Game of Thrones, and they had all these characters going against each other for all of these years, and then at one point they all ended up on the same team. Yeah, and the line was, "We all are on the same team because we're all breathing." And I think that with age, you realize there really aren't any enemies. And you can be disappointed in the actions at times of certain mm-hmm. people or frustrated or exasperated or somebody might, you know, steal one of your clients or, you know, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, you're like, hey, it's just, look what we're doing. We're like, just trying to get through. We're just trying. And, and, and I think, you know, in my case, Bob, and obviously going through something as I've gone through and sadly so many others are, is um, you get revealed some character flaws and things maybe you didn't know you had, either resilience or empathy or whatever. And I, and I certainly know that going through what I've gone through and continued, I'm not clear. I, I have to undergo testing for at least another three years before I get the green light to say, so I just say I live with cancer. I don't know my status. Right. Um, is is um, a, a deeper appreciation for the human condition. Yeah. Right? And that's, I, I, there you and go. I, I don't want to come off sounding like I'm, you know, I, I've got deep wisdom, but I at least, I think I have a better understanding of what people go through, sick or not. So after uh, showing that great amount of empathy and compassion, we're now going to get into the Edmonton Elks, the current state. Yes. I figured out what was wrong with that team. Oh, you nailed it, did you? I nailed it. They made a change on Monday. They eliminated their CEO. Uh, They parted ways with Victor Kui. Damn it. He's the reason they went 0-9. See, they're what? I'm obviously being a little bit facetious. Of course. Uh, we talked a lot. This is we, we should mention this. So we both live in Southwest Edmonton. Occasionally, we'd show up at the same establishment. Guys would come up to us and go, "Aren't you guys on? Uh, aren't you supposed to?" Be like, no, right. no, 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 no. That's not how it works. Especially when it comes time to drink. But uh, <laughs> no, but but, but and st- if you're buying, yeah. So yeah. It's, but but well, you know that never happens. Yeah. All my uh, certainly all of our uh, advertisers know that's the case. Um, but you look. We both watched this closely. Yeah. You're with, uh, you do events with the alumni. With the I, yeah, I'm a director of the Alumni Association. All right. Yes. So give me your take on what we've witnessed with the Edmonton Elks over the last couple of seasons. Well, it, it's, um, it, you know, let me declare myself. When Victor Kui, um arrived uh, in the market and, and was named to that job, I think like a lot of people, I was impressed with the energy and certainly his resume would lead you to believe that this is going to be or he is going to be an agent of change 
Um, there were lofty goals to turn the Elks into a global brand and, you know, would use the power of social media and so on and so forth and unleash the arsenal of marketing in 2023 to fill the stadium or whatever. Um, I guess where where I sit, I'm disappointed and and a little bit sad, frankly, not, not just for where the club has been in terms of results on the field, but to look at Commonwealth and, and see it with the attendance where it's at. Can it be rebuilt? Yes, I, I believe it can. It will not immediately return to the halcyon days just if they reel off six straight wins. It's hard work. When I did uh, was president of the Edmonton Rush, I learned a number of things. It was a tough year, but I learned a lot about the sports industry. It is very difficult to sell tickets to something that people don't necessarily need. Okay? Now, to separate the Oilers over here. I mean, But then ask Stu McDonald, he'll tell you, it's really hard work. Yes. Like to sell tickets and sponsorship and all the, 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 the apparatus that goes around the actual game on the ice. So... You know, I'm disappointed that after, you know, this is an organization from Len Rhodes to then Chris Presson, who we don't really know if he was good or not in the job because of the circumstances, right? right? COVID and then and then to go set off on another, you know, path here with Victor Kui and then to have it end so quickly. It, it does beg questions about the process for finding people to lead that organization, which, you know, as the record shows, Bob, was the model of stability in the Canadian Football League. It, they were the gold standard. Yeah. I mean, when I was there, and, and we had good years and not good years, and we ripped through a number of coaches. I mean, my first was Kay Stevenson, then Don Matthews, but those are coaches. The, 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 the frame of the organization rarely changed. Solid board of directors. Um, Hugh Campbell, then Rick Lawlisher. I Never at any point did I think we were, God, I don't know if we know what we're doing. Right. I will say that changed with the hiring of Eric Tillman. Right. If I, if I can be terribly frank. I thought, for me, that marked a sea change. Eric and Tillman then, and then, then, and then the right Ricky Ray trade. I mean, there were sort of, everyone yeah. looks at the most recent history as, oh, this is where it went bad and the name change. I go further back. I was there. Yeah. And I actually think the sliding started with the advent of the salary management system. You're not wrong. I mean, listen, we got Terry Vaughn coming to town next Sunday for to be honored right. on the Wall of Honor. Terry Vaughn was signed in 1999, March 25th, the day my, my son was born. And that, if you'll remember that offseason, we were writing a lot of checks. That's pre-salary cap. Terry Vaughn was the highest paid groundskeeper in the Pacific Coast League because we were running dollars through the trappers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Doug Peterson was a really well-paid bartender. Well, how do you think all of these guys land here yeah. in free agency? You ain't cheating if you ain't trying. Right. Right. But that was the system back the then. Is? Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So, anyhow, you're right. The salary management system, all of a sudden, the Eskimos couldn't be the Yankees and just outbid everybody. Right. Espe- and for me, especially on Canadians, because right. yeah. Hamilton and Saskatchewan at that time, they were your farm teams, man. Like, that's yes, face it. That's what was going on, yeah. and you ended up in a situation where now, I mean, and you were the evil empire, mm-hmm. but it started to slide once that came in. And yes, Because did. you didn't have the proper structure, which is going to bring us to the Edmonton Oilers okay. and maybe where they're headed, because I think they're in a little bit, well... They're certainly in a different spot, right? And, and and they take all of the oxygen out of the sports market. I mean, there's no question about that. They do. Far more so than 25 years ago, even. Oh, undoubtedly, Bob. I mean, right. it's, it's an oiler-focused town, which, and, you know, if you're listening to this, you're on the Oilers, you know, radio network, and... 
Um, but it is decidedly different. I mean, they were big then, of course, but it seemed more equitable. The distance between one Massive. and two wasn't what it is now, and it's different. I, I um, you know, we're not we're not New York with a number of teams. We've got two teams. I mean, with all great respect to the Stingers and the and the uh, Riverhawks, who were doing some really great things, both of those organizations. But there is a distinct number one, and you're right. It does take all the oxygen and. Well, and we'll talk about sure. where they're headed when we return on Oilers now. 12.45 in Edmonton. Bob Stopper with Dave Jamison. Evander Kane's coming up at 105 today for a quick hit. Cam Moon's going to pop by studio at 110. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Hey, what's this button for? Something you never want to say when you're on a spaceship. Uh, welcome back. It is uh, 12.47 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott, Brendan Escott, all part of Oilers Now. And uh, we have Dave Jamison in studio. The Oilers Now Injury Report's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. 250-plus years of experience. It's this simple. They get you the best results. They get the most experience. Uh, Trent Brown heads it up. Trent, of course, a two-time CFL All-Star and part of the Murphy-Brown safety tandem circa 90, about 92, 93, 93 Grey Cup. They were yes. they both uh, sort of played at different times during that game mm-hmm. uh, when uh, the then Edmonton Eskimos uh, won in Calgary. I remember Blake Dermott telling me that was a big moment. Dave Jamison is with us. All right, Dave, so the... I think you hit on something there. Len Rhodes came from outside of the Edmonton. I mean, he, he was not. He was a, a guy that had experience yeah. in sport. Yeah, absolutely, but Sports not management. a lot of history in Edmonton. Chris yeah. Preston. We'll never know if he was good or not. Uh, he wasn't here very long. Outside of the realm, Victor Kui. Uh, you know, I know that he had an Eskimo scholarship at one point. Was at the University of. I think he was there when I was the SID there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he'd been away for a number of years, and yeah. I just wonder. And he, built a very successful business. Sure. With one he, championship. He, he yeah. did. So at the end of the day, let me ask you this. Mm. Uh, do they need someone local with strong ties to the football? Because I think the football community is a little bit fractured. Uh, in your opinion, do you, th- do you think yes. they need somebody local for that job? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, well, that's it, going to make it, for boring radio. <laughs> I, I know, I know I you wanted me to come back with a hot take. But no, I mean, that's, that's I believe, the essence of it and, and should have been all along. Uh, it doesn't mean you can't go out and find a really good person from outside a community, but, you know, just, I, I, I think the answer is from within, and um, I know that they're they're looking for interim, and then, you know, yeah. to either that person may morph into full, to the you know, the, the permanent, or they may go back out and, and do a more sort of fulsome search, but I think the answer is is close at hand, and they, they should be able to find it without having to, you know, launch a worldwide search. It's kind of funny, because they have a board member, yes. <laughs> uh, who's a CPA, mm-hmm. so he can... And yeah, he can do the dance with the numbers. He can yeah. do the dance with the numbers. Uh, and he was first a CFO and then a COO and worked in sport for 22 years at the Evans Oilers. And that's Daryl Bolzical. I don't know if he wants the job. Mm. I know that I eminently qualified. I had a manager from another organization in the NHL contact and say, do you think we could convince this guy to come help us as we grow? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was the manager. It wasn't like it was in. It was not a business call. It was coming from the hockey side. It was like, oof. Yeah. So I found that rather interesting. All right, uh, I got Speaking of hockey, the yeah. Edmonton Oilers. The show is called Oilers now. Um, I personally believe, probably since maybe 1987, mm-hmm. 
this is the healthiest place that the Edmonton Oilers have been. I, I mean that. Like, I know they won the Cup in 89-90. was a little bit of a surprise. Okay? Uh, they, they went three rounds in 91 and 92. Nobody saw that happen. They had sold off their two best players by that point. I guess Messi was there in 91, but he was hurt. Uh, but nobody actually saw them going. I think there's great expectations for this group. but As it, there should be. Okay. But I'm there, there every be. day. I'm around them. Mm-hmm. I think they've got a pretty good base to a team. The numbers speak for themselves. Woodcroft's got the second best record in the league since he took over as coach. Uh, Ken Holland's been here for four years. He's got the eighth best record in the league. The team that he left has got the worst record in the league since he left. Uh, he would accept some of the ownership, but that was some of the poorer picks they had. So, uh, and they just hired Jeff Jackson. Yeah. Right, who happened to be Connor McDavid's agent? Oh, by the way, they got probably the best player and in the worked world. in the NHL previously, and, and is a lawyer, and is a lawyer. So, right. tell me this: we, we know the Elks are in a bit of a re- they're in a total rebuild, and they'll probably be making a change in the off season regarding you know coaching and and where that's going, management, that sort of thing. Uh, where are you at with where the Oilers are at right now? They're in incredibly stable, healthy, positive, forward-looking, um, with great optimism as they should be, and I think their fans should be. I, doing sports talk radio as I've done for the last, you know, almost ten years, we did too. And I'm not blaming fans. I mean, they are avid, they are passionate, and they are super knowledgeable. More knowledgeable now, Bob, than obviously when I started out. And you got the hockey news, and you had the, you know, morning and afternoon paper. Um, so the the depth of the conversations are, you know, with analytics and, and all of that and, and blogs and all of the stuff you can consume. People really know their stuff. But we do too much, yeah, but with, you know, you should, if you're an Oiler fan, go with your walk with your shoulders back with full confidence. You've got the best player in the world. Dry sub wherever you have your rankings and, and place him, what, number three. You've got um, um, a, a goaltender of the present and future in Stuart Skinner, and Jack Campbell may, you know, if you get a good, uh, but sure. And Darnell Nurse. And it, it, we can go through the lineup and look at all of the assets they have, and then you still get the, yeah, but. Well, no, they lost to the last two Stanley Cup champions. Well, then does that not put you as a presumptive, if not a favorite, then in a group of, you know, there aren't many that really have a legit chance. Yeah, it is it is interesting to me, you know, and I, I we talked about this a bit over the last couple of days. In the phone calls that we took, it was, every guy called in, like, we, Ken Lacusta called in unsolicited. Yes, He's like, I heard oh it. yeah, who did Vegas add? Right? I'm like, well, they haven't added anybody. They signed Barbashev, that cost them Riley Smith, and they signed Aiden Hill. Yeah, well, we were right there with Vegas. Like, if that could, that Final two games could have gone another way. Yep. It didn't for Edmonton, and it sucks, and it makes for a very frustrating offseason because the team didn't win the Cup. Then they go and hire Jeff Jackson. Yeah. And I just, I, I would think of all of the Oilers' hires in management or in coaching, that's probably been the most, like, I, I've seen nary. I, I, because how can you really question it at the end of the day based on the guy's CB? Well, and for those, Bob, who thought that the Oilers, as good as they are and potentially will be, there was always a narrative hanging around, wrongly, I thought, because of Ken Holland's age, and that this was an organization that was slow-moving, slow to adopt new methodology, new philosophy. Well, that conversation ended right about the moment they pressed send on the release for Jeff Jackson. Because, oh, well, I don't know him personally. I know the work he's done. 
there's someone very much steeped in how work gets done now. That doesn't mean as a former player he's not going to rely on some gut, but there's going to be some deep thought around decisions they make. And I think you'll see some of that sort of transpire over the next three weeks to a month. There might be a couple changes. I I just get the sense, just based upon what Jeff kind of reiterated in his interview that he did with me the day he was hired Mm -hmm. on Oilers Now, our interview that we did on Oilers Plus, and then also the interview he did with John Shannon on uh, John's Bob McCowan podcast. Well, now we're going to have fun. we got three minutes. I don't know if you can tell the story. Okay. I heard this legendary story about Brian Burke and Neil McRae. In Vancouver. Oh, okay, yeah, I can, I'll do it, but I must edit if you will allow me. Yes, that. all right. So Neil McRae was like, is it fair to say he had the same bombast of Brian Hall and Edmonton? Would they be somewhat similar in their approach? With a Yes, but with a rougher, coarser edge. Okay. Let's just say where Brian would be because of his age and the way Brian is, and he's a dear friend. But Neil was, um, uh, let's just say they had not smoothed off the edges of Neil. You say that like it's a bad thing. No, I, well, I, I didn't mean it that way, but you know what I'm saying. And Neil, Neil was on the air one day, and uh, we all know Fedorov, the yeah. good Fedorov. Well, the Canucks had... The other Fedorov. Fedor. Fedor. Fedorov. And Neil was raging against the machine, as he often did. His uh, sportscasts were wildly uh, incoherent, as some of his editorials were. But he was talking about Fedor Fedorov and um, used with, an op- with a hot mic. And he shouldn't have said the word he said, and it got out. And it was, it was terribly offensive. And there was, you know, oh, my God. God, what's happened here? And there was scrambling, and and then um, later that day, Brian Burke called, and and you know Brian well, and I did shows with Brian when he was starting out with the Canucks, um, and he he gets to the point rather quickly, <laughs> okay, um, and so you know, McRae Burke. Listen, I heard what you said this morning, and Neil, that's not a that's not a thing you should say that's about a player. That's not a term you that's can use on That's not a it. term, Neil. You should know that, but I don't disagree with you. <laughs> and it was just, it would, they, we'll talk to you at the rink. You know, it was one of those. Yes. It was like, I see you. Yeah, so it was one of the seven words. Yes. We're, we're, we're down to we're down four. Might, uh, yeah, we're uh, down. We're down to four, and I still think it's not a word that you can use. I don't, Bob. It's not going to pass. Like, you could say it's piss on the air today, but you but couldn't you say that 30 no, years ago. But no, no, this word is not going to make it on the radio. No, yeah, George Carlin's seven words you can't say on TV are down to four, but that was one of the four yep. that he used and probably should not have used. No. Dave, this was fun, man. we got to yeah, do this we, again sometime. I, okay? I, I've had a lot of fun, Bob. It's All great right. to well, see you it's in great. person. It, it, you know, it's great. Uh, we'll see what ends up transpiring here over the next little while. Yeah. All the best to I'm you. I'm going to be, uh, who knows? It's going to be fun. You're going to throw your name in the hat? Yeah, come on now. Yeah, uh, okay, they, we they, can't, they, I can't do that. Hard-hitting investigative yeah. journalism here. Oh, wait, not on this show. Uh, <laughs> we will tell you that uh, we have Evander Kane coming up for about five or six minutes at 105. He's uh, out in Massachusetts today. Uh, Evander has been making the rounds here in our community uh, with various community initiatives since, uh, really, uh, he came to Edmonton. So that's coming up. Uh, again, guests on the show receive Mr. Tickets to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Chris, and Chef Altaf that Oilers now sent you. Uh, we have a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn back with Evander Kane and Cam Moon in hour number two.